Hello, everybody. We are live once. Yeah, no, we're taping this once again. I am with this time. I got David Burton. How you doing? What's going on? Just before we press the, that's my mouse. Y'all know that. Just before we press the the record button, you were talking about how folks left the building with AEW. Yes, yes, sir. Well, Two hour rampage, but even before that, we had some dark matches. So, um, by the time everything was over, it was a little bit after 12, people retired and midway through the rampage, so people started leaving, yeah. going home. So, let me get this straight. I was, I was charging my tablet in case you didn't hear me. I played, but I played this bad, it's gonna make all the noise in the background. But you were saying they 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 take dynamite was live, they take rampage, yeah. they had dark matches before that, yes. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. By the way, I had to repeat that for me. I play this back in the recording. It's going to uh, have a, a bunch of noises in the background. So I was trying to charge this up. But I understand. See, I was I, I was telling you, well, wait a minute. Raw is three hours. People hang on for that. Yeah, that's fine and well. But when you have four different stuff going on. Now, doesn't... WWE does does that all the time. When I'm I'm, a, I'm at a live event, they tape superstars, they tape a uh, main event, but they do it at a decent time. That's true. They do at a decent. See, that's the thing with WWE. They're so they work like a well-oiled machine. They time everything just right, mm-hmm. so stuff don't go too long and run too long. Unlike AEW, you yeah. know, you could be sitting there watching the pay-per-view, it starts at 8, and then next thing you know, the pay-per-view's not over until midnight. And you're sitting there like, what? Yeah. This thing is still going on? I remember Raw, Raw, Raw was an hour from 9 to 10. I, well, I grew up in Louisiana, so I get, I, I get Raw at 7. It goes off the air at 10. It's so about an hour. No, 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 no. That's eight, you mean? Yeah, eight o'clock. So I, I go to Louisiana. So eight o'clock. I'm watching it. I'm watching it at seven, but mainly it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock is off the air, but whatever. So I used to think there was not enough time to tell to get everything on the show in an hour. No, I remember those days. That was a long time ago. I remember. I and watched then, it. And I remember one. Uh, I bet. And then um, there were occasions where they would run a little bit longer, like maybe another five or seven minutes after the hour. Yeah. I'm watching uh, one night, uh, Steve Austin and Big Man Saga. I'm like, they, it was towards the end of the show. 
they don't have they, they, they run out of time like what's, what's going to happen they run out of time and it, I remember towards the end of it we got to go y'all see you next time what happened true I'll tell you what I give Bischoff some credit during the Monday Night Wars um, he let Nitro run a little bit longer mm-hmm. he would go on like three minutes before Raw yeah and that's three minutes of, before three minutes longer that son of a sucker became three hours he would also that son of a sucker he would also uh give away the ratings they, they stopped doing it for a while and went back on it oh you mean the results yes, of sir. Raw when Raw was taped yeah I remember Raw used to do one live episode and then the next episode it will be uh, taped mm-hmm. so for example let's say this Monday's Raw would be live next week's episode would be taped and then the week after that would be live and vice versa mm-hmm. so that's how they used to do Raw back in the day meanwhile Nitro live all the time but eventually here's the thing Nitro had money but the money went dry Raw had WWE had substance, you know. They had substance. WCW had money. Eventually, money went dry. Well, remember at the time, Vince McMahon didn't have Ted Turner's money. Well, he does now, but actually, Ted Turner doesn't even have Vince McMahon's money. It's crazy how things change. Hmm. Thanks for this. If you. Vince is now richer than Ted. Yeah. Please see the old man Ted. See the old man Ted. Let me ask you this. At some point in this lifetime, in the next lifetime, will Ted Turner ever be in the Hall of Fame? I see we got witnesses in the background. Yeah. Uh, all right, I can hear you. We got a witness in the background. But anyway, I'm yeah. asking you. I, 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 know, I, I know how the youngin feel back there. I'm asking you. Uh, you see Ted turn WWE Hall of Fame? Um, I think so. Probably one day, maybe. Mm. Here's the reason why we went head to head in the first place. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. I, 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 I'll give old. I, I'm studying now. Excuse me. I will give old man Ted this one credit. If it wasn't for Ted Turner. There would be no need for the Monday Night Wars. That's true. They, 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 they be doing their thing. Here's the thing. Every other, every other wrestling company was in their own lane, mind their own business. They weren't worried about Vince McMahon. Okay? New Japan Pro Wrestling. They weren't worried about Vince McMahon. First of all, y'all two hours ahead of us anyway. Sure. National Wrestling Alliance. They weren't worried about See, him. one of the things that hurt Ted was he was so worried about competing against Vince. And yeah. it ended up hurting him. Focus on yourself. Yeah. Other wrestling companies like the NWA, Ring of Honor, uh, I think trying to the wrestling companies at the time that were running at the time, uh, ECW, they couldn't get told anyway. But... Folks like that, they they were they were in their own lane doing their own thing. They don't worry about us. We do your thing, we got a thing. Cool. Ted Turner was like, I got to compete against him. Yeah, even Vince competed, but 
he didn't learn about like what Tony Khan's doing he's doing what Ted Turner's doing uh-huh. he keeps worrying about Vince stop worrying about WWE and focus on you yeah. hell your company won't even be in the shape it's in if you worry about yourself mm-hmm. and man I'll tell you something uh, a thing that I know right I know that's what I'm saying I know, so, baby, I know. Y'all, y'all excuse the younger man. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Sorry about that. I got the kids tonight as well. Yeah. But you're absolutely right about that. I was going to say something, but uh, it'll come back to me later. But the Money at War, I'm I, I bringing up the war because I, I just watched the documentary. Quite quite awesome, by the way. The Monday Night Wars documentary. And I brought up some cool points. Nobody even thought of going head to head live, you know. And this was like, hey, it all started Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff had a brilliant, I had a brilliant, had the best job in the world because who wouldn't want to billionaire's money, right? Absolutely. You no, know, it's funny. Too. I never saw that show. You never saw what show? Um, uh, the Night War, but I did see the DVD they made years ago before the show. Yeah, I'm talking about, yeah. But Eric Bishop had the wonderful job, a dream job, to spend a billionaire's money. This dude get paid, literally, basically, you get paid, you, you, you make a living off spending a billionaire's money. So, he said, you know what, I'm going to, we're going to hit Higgins Vince. He goes an hour. I'm gonna get two hours. He does. He does animate. Uh, he does family friendly. I'm doing raw. I'm doing real. Screw the kids. We doing. We doing TV 14 up in here. It's gonna make kids more realistic. Yeah. And it all started the spark that set it all off. The NWO. Yes, indeed. Scott Hall. Now that was cool. Hogan's Hall Nash, Hall Nash, and Hogan the original NWO, mind you. But the problem with the NWO eventually, it's like too much of a good thing, you know. Eventually, it killed them. Yeah, it got watered down, and they just didn't let it go. They kept bringing it back. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the original NWO. With yeah, we got uh, we got from Hogan Nash and Hall to. To X Pac, to Ted DiBiase, to uh, the late, the late, uh, what you call it, the uh, the big show, yeah, big show, and Randy Savage, and he's having other big room in the group. It got out of control. Teddy Biasi's lackey was in there. Uh, Virgil. Yeah, Yeah, Virgil. I did say eighty-seven other people. And I, you know what? I'm I'm take I was I was gonna do this tomorrow or another time. I'm gonna take you back to the very first uh, pay per view from the the only pay per view from NWO sold out. I'm gonna take you back. Man, that was not so much of a good show. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got to disagree with you. It was it was like. C C plus. Yeah, I agree. It was a C plus. 
know, the only good match was that ladder match between X-Pac. Well, at the time, he was known as Six against Eddie Guerrero. And a ladder match for the United States Championship. A ladder match I highly recommend. They stole the show. That was the best match on that card. And that was an awesome ladder match. So here's what happened. We're going to take you back. It's 1997. January 25th, 1997. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. At the Five Seasons Center, 5,120. The world ain't big enough for the both of us. So here's what happens. It starts off. It is freezing cold, mind you. In Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, yeah. Back I forgot in the day. about that. I've never seen that before. And these guys ride on, on these a, trucks on, to the ring. Of course, Hogan's in the limousine. Show. You know? Of course, Hogan's, Hogan's riding the limousine, of course. Everybody else riding on the back of the trucks. And they get, get pulled to the arena. And, of course, on the, on the commentary. You gotta repeat that. Because that's nuts. Oh, yeah. So. Of course, in the limousine, Hulk Hogan, everybody is riding on the trucks. It's it's like, what, minus 25 degrees, something like that? Yes, and it's, it's snowing. Oh, yeah. And they enter the arena on trucks. Meanwhile, Hulk Hogan is riding limousine. Ain't that something? <laughs> Never seen that before. And all the time while they're doing that, Hulk Hogan is in a nice, warm limousine. Yeah, the limousine I didn't get, but oh yeah, that, oh yeah, it was there. So they get there. The whole pay per view was biased as hell. It's like all NWO, barely, barely a few WCW folks. Bischoff and Teddy got on the commentary, and one referee of uh, Dick Patrick, the NWO referee, Randy Anderson, was kind of unofficial. So. It's what happened. Get so we start off with uh, Masahiro Ch- Chono. Oh, Masahiro Chono and Chris Jericho. Yeah, of if course. My is correct. Of course, Chono wins. Big Bubba Rogers used to be the big boss man. Took on he Morris, Jeff Jarrett. One W, actually a couple of WCW wins. And then Mr. Wall Street. I don't know who that was. Who is Mr. Wall Street? Let's see. Uh, Irwin Arshester. IRS. Who is the father of Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt, by the way? Cool. But the stuff back well. Representing WO. Then Scotty Riggs, representing WCW. Scott Norton, representing NWO. Defeated Diamond Dallas Page by Count Out. Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond Dallas Page once again turns down the WO offer. He would never join the NWO ever, by the way. Uh, the Steiner brothers with very shady refereeing by Nick Patrick, of course. But he was, something happened. A WCA referee came in, did the count, defeated the Outsiders. Eric Bischoff was pissed. Eddie Guerrero. Well, referee got taken out. Somebody had to make the call. Yeah. Just, Randy Anderson, shout out to you, brother. Eddie Guerrero defeated six. That's X-Pac. And Hulk Hogan technically defeated the Giant, the Big Show, which later be the Big Show. It is no contest. It wasn't really acknowledged. But uh, <clears throat> the most biased pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. 
And of course, one of those statements in there was ridiculous to me. The first and the only Miss NWO tournament. Yeah, that was stupid. That An old lady was... No, I really didn't get that. But I gotta give props to AEW. They put on an amazing show with their Grand Slam 2 show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. I have really no complaints about that show, except one little thing that kind of messed the show up. Which is that mean? some of the matches ended in the same exact way? Interference. Hmm. You see, now if you're going to do something like that, you don't want to overdo it because it makes things look bad. Which is another thing AEW has a bad habit of doing. They have a habit of overdoing things too much. It's like, for example, you can watch two hours. AEW Dynamite and see the same move be done in every match only difference is it's done by a different person. Now let's say for example somebody does a dive in every single match during the entire show that's bad. It's overkill it's too much and they did a little of the same thing with the Grand Slam show by having way too many matches in by interference or cheating and that was the only bad thing that kind of messed that show up. But other than that, the show was really good. It was honestly one of their best shows of the year. Uh, might as well go through the card and see what we got here. Might as well see what we got. We also had five title matches on that show, too. It wasn't technically a pay-per-view, but it was like television quality, pay-per-view quality for TV. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of of um, Saturday night's main event. When WWE used to do the Saturday night main event specials back in the day. That's what that reminded me of. Hmm. Last one they did was what, 2000-something? Oh, 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 yeah, you're talking about Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, the last one they did was um, in 2008. Yeah. Now, the house shows, those don't count. I'm talking about the ones that were on television in front of the whole world. So, yeah, the last one was in uh, August of 2008. Right, of course, there were only three matches. Uh-huh. Easy to remember. You had the great colleague defeat Jimmy Yang in a somewhat of a squash match. You had Edge and Jeff Hardy steal the show with their match. And of course, you had the big eight man tag match between Prime Time, John Cena, and Batista, losing to the team of Legacy, JBL, and Kane. Cool. Plus, a- Jenny McCarthy made an appearance on the show with her sexy bond. Hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, she was on there. I go back to you. Let's go back to we tonight. Uh, uh, Grand Slam, Jericho by Hooker Crook. He got the he got the he got the Ocho by Hooker Crook. He's the Ring of Honor. World champion with no honor at all. Ain't no honor among thieves. With Dane, he's the world champion. Yes. 
I'm glad you brought that up. He broke all the Ring of Honor rules. He didn't respect the Code of Honor. He broke the Code of Honor. He's an asshole for that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you must have forgot. You you should know better. You you, you was there. You was in that era. You should know better. As you know, Jim Jesse's body Victoria once said, "When if he can't cheat, if he must. When he can't lose, he must always cheat." True, yeah, but come on, that's, that's ROH. <laughs> it's just about respect, it's about honor. Like he broke that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he won the title, so he is now an eight-time world champion. I never thought I was saved by another man, but scissor me, daddy-o, the, the acclaimed is in the house. The acclaimed are your new Tag team champions. Yes. I give Tony Khan credit again. Because um, last time the Acclaim took on um, Swerve and Al Glory, the fans solely wanted to win. They wanted the Acclaim to win, and they didn't win. They lost. Mm. So Tony Khan listened to his audience. And that's what that was. And they won. So we also have new world tag team champions in AEW. That bastard. That was Pac. a good match as well. That bastard Pac defeated Fresh and Squeeze Orange Cassidy to retain the All Atlantic Championship. The only time the championship been defended in the first place. Uh, Tony Storm is your new interim women's champion. She's not the champion. The champion uh, is uh, uh, old girl. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. She's the champion. Wants to be been there before, but she's the interim champion. She defeated Serena D, Athena, Doctor Rick Baker. Yeah, Doctor Rick Baker to become the interim champion. What about the big surprise? The biggest news story of them all. Uh, Sierra, which is a real name of Soraya, WWE wrestler Paige. Soraya, Sierra's ex ex girlfriend of mine. Soraya. Yeah, my fault. I'm butchering her name, but Soraya, Sierra, like you know what I meant. Soraya. Uh, it's now in AEW. I'm interested to see if she's cleared to wrestle. If she's not, it's going to be interesting to see what they have her do. Sierra gives you Sierra gives me ex girlfriend vibes. It's Soraya. And also her brother finally has the dream fulfilled, Zach Zodiac. Now, years ago, if you ever seen Fight With My Family, years ago he had a desire to be in WWE. They say, not up in here, boy. We don't want you. But your sister looking good, though. They signed his sister, not him. But I'm so glad he fit. He, had, he living his best life with AEW. Congratulations to Zach Zodiac and Soraya. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, obviously, but if you don't know, she is the brother of Zach Zodiac, is the brother of Soraya, used to be Paige. Yep. If you did. Making her big debut, and she got one of the loudest uh, responses of the crowd that night on that show. And, and a wonderful match. I liked it. Uh, the f- tournament final. It was John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and they beat the holy high hell out of each other. You know, Danielson brings out the best in everybody. This guy has a good match with everybody. 
And he had another good match with John Moxley, and of course, John Moxley would go on to win. And now John Moxley is now a three-time AEW champion. And John Moxley will now face uh, MJF on, I believe, it's the October fifteenth episode of Dynamite. Oh, really? No, no, no. That's um not MJF. Uh, ah, damn. Uh, it was a battle royal tonight on Rampage, and the winner of the battle royal will face John Moxley on the October fifteenth episode of. Dynamite, and I don't want to reveal the winner because I know people are watching um, Rampage right now, and the show is ongoing. So if you're watching that, then you probably know who already won the match, if the match hasn't happened yet. Now, let's not forget about MJF because he can't cash that in, that chip in anytime he wants, and make a triple threat match. John Moxley, MJF, and whoever. I agree with you, but I don't think. MJF is going to do that. I think he's going to wait until he's ready. Yeah. And when he's ready, you know he's going to do it. And actually, this what's better as, as the champion? What's better, a multi-time champion or never lost your title champion? That's a tough one. Like, for example. Well, I'd rather take another losing the title. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Like, everybody knows the story. Ric Flair, 16-time world champion, but guess, guess, guess what? He's also lost the title 16 times. Which that's been, I'm, not, I'm not dissing the 16 times. That's, that's quite a feat. But at the same time of winning the 16 times, you also lost the 16 times. That's true. I'm I lost yeah. the belt 16 times. <laughs> There's a few people among, a, a few people that, has, that were undefeated for quite some time. For example, days of old, uh, even before your time, David, the late great Bruno San Martino, six years, six years as champion, yes. twice. That's a long time to be champion. Nobody's reached that record. Three, maybe two. Okay, cool. One, okay. Nobody's ever reached six years. Mark. The only person come close to that is uh is a book. Yeah, Bob I, know Bob, I know Bob Backlund's held the championship for almost about the same time, almost. Yeah. The only person close to that record, those two men, is uh, the guy who used to be uh, Pete Dunn, now known as Butch. Oh, yeah. He was the, um, the uh, WWE NXT UK champion for... 685 days, but of course that record was broken by Walter, who's now Gunther. He was actually champion longer than Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. But of course, the longest champion ever in the history of the WWE, that record goes to a female, and that's the late great Hall of Famer, the fabulous Miller, who held the WWE Women's Championship from 1956 to 1984. My math is horrible. That amounts to. I just told you that was like, like, like the like, like the number of like the number, not the years, but the number. Oof. Number of titles. No, like nineteen fifty-six, nineteen something. Let's see. Here. Twenty-six years, something like that. Yeah. Wow. 
in the women's division, nobody's reached that. Nobody's reached. Nobody's gonna try to reach that in the women's division. The men's division, the longest is uh, like I like I said, is uh Bob Backlund and us uh, Bruno San Martino. In the women's division, uh, you just said it. Yeah, fabulous Moolah. Fabulous Moolah. Other I know. I do know Sensational Sheriff has been women's champion and she held the title once for 14 months. Yeah. Uh, Trish, who also been women's champion, she held the title for a year at one point. The whole point of all of this is like, I agree, I agree with you, that having, having never lost your title and holding it for so long is better than being a multi-time champion. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being champion. You know, yeah. if you're not trying to be champion and you're in the wrong business, like Taz said. Yeah, definitely. Now, the only thing, only thing I can equal to that is if you've been there, done that. Other than that, if you haven't gotten there, you're trying to get there. You don't want to be champion. You need to find another job. That's true. Now, if you've been there, you've done that. That's fine and well. Hell, we've seen people retire because they figured they got nothing else to do. Yeah. It's like I already done everything here. There's no. That there's me of no reason man. for me to go on. That reminds me of a man. No, scratch that. A beast named Brock Lesnar. Been there, oh, yeah. done that. Got the T-shirt. Did it all. UFC, WWE. Been there everywhere. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. UFC, WWE, New Japan. Been there, done that. Absolutely, that is definitely a fact. He is, without question, one of the most decorated combat athletes in history. And mm-hmm. hey, I've sung the praises of Brock Lesnar so many times. I, 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 I could if I, if I was so, if I was so inclined. I could give you the sing along if you will, but I'm not going to do that right now. But among the among his his accomplishments, his accolades. I'm like I'm not, I'm not going I'm not going to go into that because I've done it so many times on the show. I'm not going to go into this. You know, it's interesting because Brock Lesnar's one of only four men to hold both the IWGP and WWE titles. Mm-hmm. Now the other three guys to accomplish that feat is Hall of Famous Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, and of course AJ Styles. Mm. Yes, sir. But I would love it. That's one uh, one feat that Brock Lesnar has not accomplished. It just came to mind that he has not done. If he was ever to do it again, can he do it again? Is the question. Go back to Japan and compete in the in the uh, the uh, G One Climax Tournament. I think if he did that, he would win it all. Yeah, that's all question. That's the one thing. That's, that that is the one thing. That that is the Goliath, if you will. That is the promised land. That is the Goliath, whatever you want to call it, whatever whatever uh, whatever metaphor you want to use. Yeah, that's the one thing Brock Lesnar has not done his illustrious career. You got some manhood about yourself. Oh, there's a couple of things he hasn't done. I mean, being Universal Champion and WWE Championship is the only titles he's ever won. He was Universal Champion, WWE Champion, multi-times. And that's it. It's never been a tag champ. It's never been an Intercontinental Champion. Or United States Champion. 
He did win King of the Ring. He's won the Royal Rumble twice. No, I see your point there. Two-time Royal Rumble winner. Y'all he's, one of a, he's one of a select few guys who have won the Royal Rumble match more than once. The only people I can see him teaming with nowadays, not back in the day, but nowadays, I can see him teaming with Nakamura and uh, Shelton Benjamin. I can see Shelton Benjamin. They did team together in OVW. And in college. Yes. I believe they also won the OVW Tag Team Championships together as well. So, they're no strangers to being a team. And maybe I can almost see Shinsuke Nakamura and Brock Lesnar as a team. That would be an interesting thing. The problem is Brock Lesnar don't like people. I can't see Lesnar teaming with anybody. Damn well, he's going to want to be the leader and the captain of that team. Brock Lesnar lives in the woods on the mountain, okay? He lives in the country. Like, the guy lives in the woods, in the woods, on the mountain, on the mountain in the woods, somewhere in Canada. The dude don't like people. Well, he lives in the middle of nowhere, and both his homes is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. In Canada, and he also has a home in Minnesota. I can't see him as a tag team champion. United States champion, maybe. Oh, Bobby Lashley, his third reign as a United United States champion is pretty damn awesome right now. Oh, yeah. The one thing... By far, it's his best run with that title. One more thing about Brock Lesnar. The one thing that was ridiculous that he did not need is the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. Didn't he do that? Yeah. I forgot he won Money in the Bank. That was ridiculous. It was pointless. And super damn easy. It was clever. It was genius. And it was smart. Oh. And it's... It's funny because Sami Zayn was originally supposed to be in that match, and he was taken out. He was attacked by attacked backstage, and everybody thought it was Braun Strowman. And they had Braun Strowman be escorted by, out of the arena by the police and security, mm-hmm. and then come to find out, Braun Strowman was telling the truth. It wasn't him. It was Brock the whole time. <laughs> And I remember that night, as long as I live, I remember that night. So, uh, not, not I kind of felt, felt sorry for Braun Strowman for the first time. The one time he tells the truth, he gets in trouble. Mustafa Ali, there you go. Mustafa Ali climbing the ladder, my hands, my hands almost on the briefcase. Brock Lesnar thing comes out, Brock just running. Brock Lesnar running is not a good idea anywhere, anytime. Brock Lesnar runs to the ring, climbs the ladder. First of all, knocks the hell out of Mustafa Ali. Climbs the ladder, grabs the briefcase, Mr. Money in the Bank. Let's not forget when he ran to the ring, a lot of people don't notice. But um, when he ran to the ring, he knocked over a ladder. And the ladder hit the cameraman in the face and gave the cameraman a concussion. Oh, damn. 
Pop Lesnar should never run it ever in life. He should never, ever, 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 ever run. It's not. It's, you don't want to see Pop Lesnar running. You don't want to see that. Brock Lesnar is a very large man that's extremely fast, and that's rare. Because there isn't a lot of large men that can move very fast. And Brock Lesnar is one of those people. The one man that comes to mind can do that, the late great Yokozuna. No, Yoko's fast, but not that fast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap it up for tonight because this is kick. that. P.M. Pill from earlier is kicking in. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. I'll, we'll post this in the morning. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your wrestling. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you, David. Take care, everybody. See you, everybody.